Father in heaven, thank you so much. You know these people a thousand million times better than I do. I'm but a mouthpiece bringing your word of promise and assurance. But you can take that word and you can take it deep down past the filters and the, the calluses and the walls and the fears. And you can take it down to where you commune with them. Man to man, heart to heart. And Father God, you can make this seed bear fruit. The fruit of faith, the fruit of action in their lives. Leaving them here, as they leave from here, strong, courageous, sure that the promises of God are both amazing, but also comes from a promise-keeping God. Thank you, Father, for this morning and what you're about to teach us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Look at this powerful piece of scripture. I will lead the blind by a way that they do not know. In parts they do not know, I will guide them. I will make darkness into light before them and rugged places into plains. These are the things I will do. I will not leave them undone. These promises, these actions, I will not leave them undone. God is speaking to his people in the book of Isaiah. And uh, that prophet is bringing the surety to God's people. He says, I will lead the blind by a way they do not no. When he talks about blind people, he's not talking about those who are visually impaired, but those who are spiritually lost. He's talking about people who don't see the light, don't have the light, don't have access to the wisdom of God. He says, I will lead them and I will lead them to a place. And even where, even if they are dark in darkness, I will turn darkness into light. I will make a pathway for them that they never knew could come about. I will take them into new places. Then he says in verse 32, uh, in Psalm 32, he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you, circle, should go. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Just look at these words, circle them. I will instruct, teach, counsel, watch. Instruct, teach, counsel, watch. That doesn't sound like a mystery. That doesn't sound like coincidence. That doesn't sound like uh, uh, spiritual life is something where you, in a mystical sense, kind of find your way, connect the dots, find clues, pick up on uh, nuances, pick up on, 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 co on coincidences. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds very direct. It sounds very relational. It sounds very instructional. Not inspirational, but in Structural. So if you're looking for inspiration, you will not find that in the Bible. No matter how much you, you, know, you squeeze a verse out of context and try and color it with all your filters and everything and put it out there, it's not going to inspire God. Because it never meant to inspire. It was meant to instruct a person who is spiritually blind into spiritual light. It was, in, it was meant to guide you. Those words are very relational. That's what you would say to your wife. You would say, I will take you. I will drop you off. I will wait outside KFC. I will be eating during that time. Then I will pick you up and then I will bring you back. It sounds, doesn't sound inspirational. It sounds instructional. Meet me here. Meet me there. That's how God speaks to you. And when people consider spiritual life as very mystical, kind of oe flowy in the air, kind of, you know, only certain people get it. Other people are like, what is going on? You know? What is going on? You have to be really, you know, whoo, for, for you to figure this whole thing. No. Look at those words again. Instruct, teach, counsel, watch. I will watch over you. Okay, go to the next verse. The path of the righteous, the way of the righteous, the guy who does the right thing, 
from the time the lights go off on the street and the sunlight comes on, from dawn till the midday sun, his, light, his, his pathway is going to be lit up. There's not going to be a dark moment in his search, in his walk, in his life. God does not want you or want anybody to stumble in darkness. He wants you to be absolutely sure. I hope you're getting this. I really hope you're getting this. Today is just one thing. It's a simple thing I want you to go home with. It's not a bunch of uh, information or instruction. I want you to go home with one thing deep in your heart. I want you to know God has promised instructions. God has promised instructions. In both situations where you're lost and you don't know the way. But when you know the way and you want next step clarification. Next step clarification. Because God is not a God of, oh, oh, okay, okay, here's the way. Oh, 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 okay, here's the way. Where we always connect guidance to being lost. Don't we? Whenever we say guidance, you always think, okay, the guy is lost. So it's, it's a very meaningless sort of disempowered sort of situation. But the guidance God gives says, I'm going to do something powerful through you. I'm going to make something matter through you. I'm going to create something amazing through you. And I'm going to guide you through that process, coach you all the way till the point where you succeed. It is a coaching for success that God promises in your life. Promises in your life. So he says, your road led through the Red Sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We'll go from here, we'll go from there, we'll take a left there, take a turn there, go all the way down the road and come to the Red Sea. Nobody would have thought that there was a pathway through that Red Sea, but God knew all along. Here's the problem. We sing it with all the confidence and conviction. We sing it. You know, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And then we go out, we go home, and then we are dead-end thinkers. We sing that song, and then we are dead-end thinkers. We come to a stop, we come to a wall, we come to a place where we don't know what the next is, how this is going to work, and we're like, oh, finished, that's it, gone, right, finished, that's it, that, that's it, no, life is over, that's it, boohoo, life finished, gone. Dead end thinkers, we are more dead end than the actual dead end. We create dead ends, I mean, we come to a place where we, we, we don't even want to believe that there are options, and God is saying there are options where you never believed that there could be options, but it's not miraculous, it is not spectacular it is not inspirational it is instructional step by step and that is why a lot of christians a lot of believers a lot of christ followers are misguided because what you're looking for is inspiration what you're looking for is a pump up what you're looking for is something you know that kind of shakes you up gets you up in the morning actually what you need is coffee what you're really looking for is coffee what you're really looking for is good night's sleep. I, I think you need a louder alarm. What you're looking for is what the world looks for. Just, you know, just I need to just get through my day. I just need it. No, no, no. God, no, God doesn't cater to all that. He's not in the whole positive thinking guru deal. He's, he's about taking you through a life of victory and of promise with guidance and with instruction, not with inspiration and sensation. Is everybody with me? Why do I make a scene of this? Why do I make a point of this? Because there's so much of it, number one. And number two, there's so much deception under it. 
There's so much of it and there's so much deception under it, fooling even those who know the truth to the point where like, but I thought, you know, I was so sure. I was so clear. I was so sure. And their faith is derailed. Be careful. Let me give you some hints. How does God guide me? Number one, how does God guide me? God guides me by His Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. God guides me by His Spirit. Write it down. S-P-I-R-I-T. His Spirit. God guides me by His Spirit. Let's read these verses. You already know the subject. You already know the context. You know the verses. Let's go through it. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on the level ground. Lead me on the level ground. Psalm is talking in Psalm 143. All right. John chapter 16. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, what's he called? Spirit of truth. Okay, when he, the spirit of truth, he will do what? He will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. He's going to transfer information from the throne of God to the throne of your heart, from the context of your heart, of his heart, to the context of yours, from the sanctum of heaven to the sanctum of your soul. God is going to take information that is truth. And bring it down to your level. He's going to bring it into your heart. He's going to birth it in your heart. The Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. He doesn't tell you something is a lie. He gives you the truth and you know what's a lie. He doesn't tell you something is a lie. He doesn't spend the time telling he's a liar, he's a liar, that's a liar, that's a liar, that's wrong, that's wrong. He, he just gives you the truth and then you just know what is not the truth. Instantly, you know what is not the truth. So you're not ducking and avoiding deceptions. You are living by that he is the spirit of truth. Okay, let's go for the third verse. No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We talked about this a few weeks ago where he said God understands himself. God understands his thoughts. And you say nobody understands me. Only I understand me. You're absolutely right. God's absolutely right. Now God gives you his spirit. So even if you don't understand you, God understands you. Even if you don't understand God, His Spirit will help you understand God. So the greatest level of oneness and understanding is between your spirit and His Spirit. God's Spirit in you. God guides you by His Spirit. So here's the thing. This is not a teaching on the Holy Spirit. I covered that a few weeks ago and I'll do it again in the future. This is a teaching on a promise that God has promised that you will never walk in darkness. There's never going to be a moment of confusion. There's never going to be a day, a, a, a part to your life where you're like, it's a dead end. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. God wants your life to be like the time the lights, street lights go off and the sunlight comes up. From that point to the midday sun, he wants the righteous path to be lived out. He wants you to be that clear, that sure, that cocky, that certain. So firstly, he guides us by his spirit. What does he guide us by? His spirit. Number two, he guides us by his word. He guides us by his word. Your word is a, come on, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word written in my language, in my language. Shout out six languages. Come on, real quick. Six languages. Arabic. Okay, there's a start. Greek, Amen. Tamil, Malayalam, Telugu, we're going down south, what, is, what about our fellows here, Haryanvi, Punjabi, alright, there you go, in every, God has got his word to you in your language, God has not revealed a sign, God has revealed a word, 
God has not revealed a sign, He's revealed a word. He guides us by His word. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Very instructional. Where you open the scriptures and you find, do this, don't do this. If you do this, you'll get in trouble. Try doing this, work on this, take this next step. The scriptures are instructional, not inspirational. If you want inspiration, go watch Netflix, read some poems. But if you want instruction from God to live his life here on earth, you've got to get into the word and the word will instruct you. No guesswork. No guesswork. This is not, this is not spiritual mysticism. This is truth. Truth that the Spirit of God teaches us. Firstly, He guides me by His Spirit. Secondly, He guides me by His Word. Thirdly, He guides me by His people. God not only wants you to have Him in you, the Spirit of God. He not only wants you to open the Word and have instruction of the truth, clear truth, nothing but the truth. But He also wants you to be engaged with people who are also accustomed to and experienced with the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Is everybody with me? Do you get me? If you're the only one on the planet who's getting guided by God, you know, God bless you. I mean, that, that's scary. Because you're hearing stuff nobody else is hearing. Okay? But when I fellowship with you, I fellowship with you, we're spending time together. We call it home group. We call it fellowship. In the first century church, they met every day. But in our busy 21st century churches where Delhi traffic is like so much and you have to drive like all across Delhi just to be with each other, we've dropped it down to one time a week. Get together one time a week for face-to-face time. This is not face-to-face time. Okay? This is many faces to one face time. It's not going to work. Face-to-face time is when you spend time with people who are experienced with the guidance of the Spirit of God. Guidance of the Word. They know the Word. And they are able to teach one another. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you get the same thing from three people, four people, five people, then you confirm what the Spirit of God told you. The word of God told you and God's people told you. When only one character comes and tells you, God has told me to tell you to marry me. (laughs) Don't. Okay? That's not God's leading. That's not how God leads. He doesn't tell one person to go tell another person. Never. His spirit will tell you. His word will tell you. And then his people will confirm it to you. That's how it works. Why am I hammering on this? Because this is an area of a problem. This is an area of mass deception. There are a lot of people with a lot of vague, weird, whoopsie ideas of how God leads, how God guides. And they have closed their Bible. Whoa, very dangerous. They have closed their Bible and they're receiving direct from God. I don't know what they're receiving from God and I don't know which God. But they come to you in the name of direct revelation and they come to you and they say, this is what God, I think God is saying to you. This is what I have received or this is what I feel God is saying to you. Can I tell you as a pastor? Can I tell you as a pastor? They're lying. They're lying to you. First, the Spirit of God has to come to you and tell you, and you already know what God is telling you to do. 
whether it's a reconciliation, whether it is giving up a sin, whether it is going in a particular direction, whether it's starting a church, whether it's starting a new ministry, whether it is, uh, it is talking to somebody who really needs to be talked to or, or do something that's brave that you would have never done yourself. Whatever you feel God is leading you to do, first the Spirit of God will put it on your heart because God loves you and wants to talk to you and you are His first person. You are His first person. Second, when you open the Word, God will confirm it to you. You've got to open the Word. You've got to spend enough time to get past three sentences. You've got to be in the word. You've got to be other things. And then you read one passage and two, three things. It, it, it confirms. The word confirms the word. The word confirms the word. And then you go, oh, okay. Okay, I really, okay. Then you know, uh, brother uh, Solomon, uh, I've been reading and I've been feeling that this is what God is telling me. And you're telling the whole home group or you're telling your friends or your brothers at the table and at Waterline. Uh, you're saying, and, and all of them like, yes. Yes, we agree. We agree that God is... No one character is coming. Are you, are you getting this? There is so much deception out there. There is so much deception. I want you to be careful. I want you to be careful. So first the word. The Holy Spirit will talk to you. The word will talk to you. And then people will confirm it to you. And unless you have four or five people telling you the same thing, don't listen. Don't listen. Even when we go to doctors here, yeah, even when we go to doctors, even though the doctor is our friend, we risk offending our doctor friend by going getting a second. It's called a second opinion. Even when we go to the third doctor, it's still called a second opinion. Because we don't want them to know that we've been all around the countryside. Why do you do that? Because you just want to be sure. So be sure. Don't be scared. I'm telling you, don't be scared. Oh, I'm a prophet of God. I'm a this of God. I'm a that of God. How can I'm a pastor? I'm a this. I've been in ministry. How can you doubt what I'm saying? I'm telling how can no, you can doubt. Go ahead and if I tell you something, go check it with the scriptures and go check it with other believers. Even if I tell you, I'm telling you, check me. Double check on me. Even sometimes you know, Pastor Jerry, you know, it's a bit dodgy what he shared this morning. Like he was all spit and everything. And is this something, something dodgy this morning? It wasn't right. I want to go check on that. I want to check on that. Do it. Do it. But be sure. God has not called you to confusion. He's not called you to dead ends. And he's not called you to blindly go. Because fear, fear is how Satan rules. Faith is how God rules. So when anything you're doing, because he said, and I'm so scared, if I don't do this, this will happen. If I don't follow, this will happen. If I don't give, this will happen. If fear is ruling you, it's not from God. When God guides you, there's a joy. There's a confidence. There's confirmation from people around you. When God wants you to give something sacrificially, there will be an innate need, desire, conviction. I have to do this. Against all odds, I'm, are you with me? Is everybody with me? You're getting this? Be very, very careful. Especially those of you who read a lot of books and watch a lot of Christian television and open up to YouTube, channel after channel after going everywhere. And just because you hear the name of Jesus, just because you hear uh, people entitle themselves, just themselves, they give themselves titles. On their own. Not affiliated with anybody. And you think, oh, they're saying Jesus, they're preaching, it's so, it's so convicting, it must be true. Please be careful. Please be careful. Have your Bible. 
You have the Holy Spirit. You have the promises of God. You have God's people around you. God's not out to fool you. People are. Be careful. Be careful. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Look at that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish. Underline. One another. One another. Each other. He didn't send you to a guru. He didn't send you a spiritual giant. He didn't send you to some pastor. He didn't send you to some online forum. He sent you to one another. So if God thinks you can have enough wisdom amongst each other, stick with that. Stick with that. Number three, he, sent, he guides us by his people. Number four, he guides us by circumstances. He guides us by circumstances. Now let me, let me, let me edit that a little bit. He guides you through circumstances. You know? Oh, you know what happened? She came in and at the same time he walked in and then that TV thing was on and then that person said something. Oh, God. God doesn't work like that. He's not, he's not into drama bhaji. God is not into drama bhaji. Are you with me? He's not trying to create a little bit of a moment for himself. God is dead serious about you hearing his voice and walking his way. So... Your circumstances are through. He will lead you through circumstances. You, you messed up. You screwed up. You, you dropped. You fell. You faltered. He will lead you through those circumstances. If others have messed it up for you, and now you are in living in somebody else's mess, he will lead you through those circumstances. But no way, nowhere and no, never is there no way out. Did I get that? Kya bola mena? No where and never is there no way out yeah. never always daylight always a word always clarity never a dead end even if a red red cross knee even the red sea is standing in front of you god will make a way never you are never look at me you are never lost listen to me you are never lost because your god has found you your God is in heaven. He guides you by circumstances. We know that all things work together for good. For those who love him and who are called according to his purposes. Put you in any circumstance, God will get you through it. Put you in any circumstance. See what you've done for me now because of you. I am in this mess. God's never in everything. Oh, now what? Oh, oh. Never. God's always got a way out for you. All you got to do is find that spot where you read your Bible every day. Get to him. Get close. Get quiet. And don't leave your Bible until he tells you which way out. And when the lights come on, you'll be the sharpest kid on the, on the planet. Do that. And lastly, lastly, he guides you with a still small voice. He guides you with a still small voice. So there was a guy called Elijah. And he was hiding in a cave. There's a guy called Elijah. He was riding, riding me. He was hiding in a cave. And he went into the cave to spend, to spend the night. And suddenly the Lord spoke to him in the cave. The Lord spoke to him in a cave. And the Lord asked him a question. Elijah, what are you doing here? Where here? In the cave. Elijah, what are you doing here? He answered, Lord Almighty. He knew who he was also. He said, Lord God Almighty, I have always served you. 
you alone, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down their altars, killed all your prophets. I am the only one left, and they're trying to kill me too. So God said to him, go out and stand before me on the top of the mountain. Go out of the cave, stand on top of the the mountain. The Lord said to him, then the Lord passed by. The Lord passed by and he sent a furious wind. And that split the hills and shattered the rocks. It's Steven Spielberg stuff. This is like the rock, you know the rock, rock. He's like, like, what is the movie that it's like... And the music and the rocks are spreading and the hills and the and most Elijah's beard is flying and his skirt is everything. Okay? And then he's standing over there and 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 the wind stopped, and the Lord was not in the wind. Say it with me. The Lord was not in the wind. Oh ho. And the wind stopped blowing, and then there was a 7.8 on the thermometer. 7.8 on the and the wind stopped blowing and there was an earthquake but the Lord was not even in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was a fire. Huge fire just all over the place. And this guy came out like a, like a hero. And his, everything is flying and his hair is flying. And, every, and, God, and he's looking for where God is in that big fire. So he was not in the wind. He was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And then. After the fire. There was a soft whisper of a voice. When Elijah heard it, he covered his face. He covered his face with his cloak and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the, of the what? The cave. And a voice spoke to him. A voice spoke to him. Go back to the first slide, the previous slide. Elijah went to the cave to spend the night and suddenly the Lord spoke to him. Go back. And he came to the entrance of the cave, went out and stood at the entrance of the cave, and a voice spoke to him. And he asked him a question. Look at the question. Elijah, what are you doing here? Go back to the first slide. Elijah went into the cave, spent the night. Suddenly the Lord spoke to him and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And at the end, go over there. Then he asked him, Elijah, what are you doing here? So between the first question, what are you doing here? And the second question, what are you doing here? Between the first God spoke to him and the second God, the voice came to him. Between that, there was a fire and God was not in the fire. There was an earthquake and God was not in the earthquake. There was a strong wind, a hurricane. And God was not in the hurricane. What are we saying here? God doesn't come to you in drama bhaji. God doesn't come to you in drama If there's drama happening in your life, wait for everything to calm down. Just calm down. Okay? When mama is in a hurricane, 
He's talking about mom, dad, and auntie over there, okay? And mama comes in a hurricane, you say, calm down. Okay, maybe you can be the soft voice every now and then. But oh, this is going in a totally different direction. But whether it's the fire, whether it's the wind, whether it's the earthquake, God doesn't come to you with guidance in dramatics, in inspiration. He comes to you in a still, small voice. A still, small voice is the best you want to hear when your heart is troubled. A still, small voice calms you down and tells you instructions. Go here, go there, don't go there, don't talk to her. And we need the calm still voice because we need to calm our fears. Because when we are fearful, fear cripples us. And when we are crippled, we don't move in obedience. And because we don't move in obedience, we don't know and are not confirmed that God is with us. So you back the whole thing up and you're stuck in fear. And what calms your fear is God's still small voice. And God's voice comes to you with instructions with instructions. He always starts with where you are. Elijah, what are you doing here? Is everybody with me? You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your steps. Write this down. Where I end up in life is not nearly as important as how I get there. Where I end up in life is not nearly important as how I get there. Would you all stand with me and let's read this verse together. Come on. Stand with me and read this verse together. I want you kids to, see, to read it out loudly, okay? I want a loud voice from the side. Everybody, together. And the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your need in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters will never fail. Thank you, Jesus, for the promise that you will always guide, you will instruct, you will watch over Thank you that your voice is audible. Thank you that your presence is near. Thank you that we don't have to be scared of the dramatics. We need to calm down and listen to you. Thank you, O Lord, that no matter what, even in the face of a dead end, even in the face of darkness, you have promised that you will turn darkness to light. You have promised that you will make a way in the desert. You have promised that never will be, we be ever lost or found wandering. Thank you that our faith in you is not a guessing game. Thank you that your words are in English so we can understand, respond, and obey. Thank you for this beautiful morning and this, this teaching that you have given to us. We receive it as from God and we plan to do something about it. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each and every one of us through this week and even forevermore.